Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oatman. Can we turn up Max a little bit? He's a little light in my ear, if we could. I don't know if anybody else is having trouble, but I definitely want people to be able to hear you. Max, it's been a crazy day, huh? It is. It has been. Um, Putin's in Ukraine. That happened. So we're going to yeah. talk about that yeah, on, in the bottom half of the hour. And we have someone calling in live from Ukraine which yeah. is very nice since it is 2 a.m. over there right now. And uh, we also are going to have Tim Ramthan on at the beginning of the show to updating us on um, his fight to unearth the evidence of election fraud in Wisconsin and to decertify the election. So so before we do that, I need to I want to give everybody an update. So um, hit the rumble button, please. Um, this is going to be kind of a weird. It's going to be really weird. Like what I'm about to tell you is going to be really weird. Um, and. Uh, so hit the rumble button uh, if you can invite people to watch this. It's going to get really crazy. Um, I'm going to talk for a minute so I can tell people because people are asking uh, for the link. So it must not be on on uh, Google or excuse me on the stations yet that are, that have been added. So give me one second, Max. You can talk a little bit about who we're going to have on the second half hour. We have Tim Rampton, and uh, just give me a second to put this out. I would appreciate it. Yeah, so um, again, the first part is going to be talking about election fraud update from Wisconsin. That's with Tim Rampton. And then we are going to have um, a special caller from live on the ground in Ukraine calling us, which is going to be really good because there's so much competing information right now. Both sides, Ukraine and Russia, are putting out their own propaganda, trying to um, paint the picture of what just happened. But what we do know is that Russia has officially recognize two of the eastern provinces of Ukraine as independent states, and they're sending Russian peacekeepers in, uh, claiming that Ukraine is trying to um, kill people there. So we got to dissect all of that. We have the Biden administration saying now that Americans are going to suffer. That's interesting wording to use <laughs> from from a White House that Americans are going to suffer because of war in Ukraine. Um, but yeah, so we have to break all that down. We're going to break all that down on the latter half. Uh, but yeah, Joe, you get that you get that out. Yeah. So I want uh, this now. Okay. So I need to I need to tell you guys something. All right. So I've been working on this issue coming out of Ukraine now for the last two and a half months. Um, I was supposed to fly out tomorrow. I am not going to fly out tomorrow. And my goal was to fly out tomorrow and end up in Serbia. So I will tell you no more than I was going to end up in Serbia. And um, we had arranged a meeting. And that meeting was uh, supposed to give us access to information related to the election fraud in the United States. There's several groups that have been working, by the way, and this is where, this is where it gets interesting, that have been working on getting information to me. Well, that information finally did get to me. And I did not have to leave in order to get it. So it's been really heavy on my mind for the last couple of weeks because I've been sorting through some of the information that we already had and then related to the information that we needed. Now, here's the problem. And, and here's the part that weighs heavily on my mind. So now you get to know why it is that I tip my hat to the intelligence community and why I tip my hat to them saying, I hope that you are better than what the optics say you are. Um, do I think that's the case? Uh, I, I pray that there's enough good people in that that they can see it. But I'm also not, um, I'm not very, I, I would not say that I am uh, optimistic that that's the case. See, the FBI was in possession of this information dating back to 2019. They knew that election fraud was going to occur. Much like the Hunter Biden laptop, they did nothing with it. And as I say that, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, how could we be in a country 
where people would stand against the American people, where they would allow for election fraud to occur. And, you know, I've done a lot of, of validation. And, and look, I have friends that are in Ukraine. And um, I have friends that are Russian. And they said, Joe, it's nothing like what they're putting on the news here in the United States. They're just creating this hyper, hyperbolic environment. And I'm like, nobody's killing anyone? No. No. There's some factions of, of warring factions in Ukraine. But there, nobody's, nobody in Russia is coming in and firing rockets like they're saying it's happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. There is no troop buildup. There's no... And, and that's why the president of Ukraine is like, what are you talking about? That's not what's happening. You know, the, the, Russians, the Russians are going in. They've already authorized peacekeeping. What they're calling peacekeepers. Peacekeepers. But they're calling peacekeepers. Yes. Yeah. But no, it's, it was it's, a negotiated deal. It was a negotiated deal with Ukraine. No, it was, it was a negotiated deal with the two separate provinces that okay. say that they are not Ukraine. Right, you know better and they've you. agreed to let. I just, I just, I mean, maybe you watched earlier news reporting, but they agreed. They, they signed deals with the actual provinces that are breakaway provinces. That they've agreed to let Russia build military bases in these breakaway states. Um, Ukraine is not agreeing to this. They're not agreeing to Russian peacekeepers building permanent military bases in Ukrainian territory. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it's more of an it's not an annex issue. I think it's more complicated than what you're putting it out to. I think the title shed some light on this as well because he's there on the ground. But I don't think that there's I don't think that there's an agreement with the U.S. and Ukraine on what's actually happening in Ukraine. I don't believe that that's the case. I don't. Well, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be great to have him on because Russia says that they are now independent states under the protection of Russia and under the pr protection of Russian forces, and that they'll have Russian military bases. Um, so we'll get we'll get Todd on a little later. We want to make sure that we get Tim on for a little bit to to talk about the updates. So why don't we bring him on? I think we got the audio all fixed. Let's bring on. Um, State Representative Tim Rampton. Hey Tim, hey, how Tim. are you? I'm, I'm doing well. We have a little bit of an echo. Do you have it on your phone too, or is it? I I just hung it up. Okay, perfect. There you go. Awesome. You just move a little bit over so we can see you in the middle of that box. Other side. There we go. All right, perfect. There you go. Perfect. So so Tim, you've been busy. You've had a lot going yeah. on in Wisconsin. And it sure. looks like we're finally getting to a place where the GOP is now firmly split, but more people are starting to pay attention, even on the side where they've, you know, run away from, you know, protecting the American people. So the, the, tell me what's going on. What's what's going on? Well, I guess it pays to be uh, ridiculed in the media, to be called names like conspiracy theorist or cracked up or Mis misinformed and miscommunication. It, it pays to get any kind of press to bring attention to the travesty that occurred in November of 2020. Um, I had effectively, in my humble opinion, presented to the legislative body of the state of Wisconsin all the evidence it needed and the mechanism to address the issue to reclaim our electors. I gave them all of that to make an informed decision to do the right thing, not just for the state of Wisconsin, but for our country on the 18th of January. And to date, I have yet to get movement from members of the body to help make that possible. I added the pressure to the process by standing up on the floor on the 25th of January, a week later, to introduce the, the resolution formally to the body and to get it numbered, which was AJR 120, and to have it assigned to a committee. It could have been heard on the floor at that moment in time, but that's pretty much what I figured would happen. They would not want to hear it, but at least it got to the committee that it needed to. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting. The, the majority leader, uh, Representative Jim Steinecke, who chairs that committee, had all the possibility in the world to do the right thing for the people and for himself and for our body and for our state and for the country. All he has to do is have a hearing, bring in the constitutional attorneys, the constitutional experts that were listed in my report, and then he can bring in his legislative council and legislative reference bureau attorneys and have a conversation about what's constitutional, what's legal, what's valid, and what's not. He could end this thing 
in one session, hearing rather, having a, a hearing session, if you would, informational or public or both would be nice because the people should have a chance to chime in too. But I think if you hold, hold an open hearing on AGR 120, there isn't going to be enough room in the Capitol for everybody. So have an informational hearing and get the truth out on the table and take an action with this thing to end it. And ending it can be one of two things. It can either be they've decided as a legal group that we can't move forward and here's why, A, B, C, D, okay, fine, I'm done, I'm all done pushing this, can't do it. Or it is legal, let's reclaim the ballots. And, and hold people in process accountable for letting us all down in November of 2020. What do you mean? I, I, wish, I, I wish I were this guy. I wish I were this guy. I would have had this meeting days ago, weeks ago, but go ahead. I'm sorry. So somebody's saying that I'm a little bit uh, soft too, Mr. Producer, but uh, so what do you mean that the election was stolen in 2020? We have enough evidence to prove fraud existed. Fraud vitiates everything. When in Wisconsin, we've got uh, illegal use of drop boxes should have never happened. And, and the leadership was involved in that. We've got indefinitely confined, went from 60,000 to 240,000 people, if I remember right. Uh, special voter deputies, the whole issue within Racine County where illegalities, illegal actions happened with those uh, locations. Mobile RVs, Green Bay, uh, counting uh, ballots just recently for the spring election in advance. They're still cheating. The Wisconsin Election Commission and their guidance that they gave, they broke 16 laws in November of 2020. And and the Wisconsin voter database is, is full of errant data, uh, data that shouldn't even be in the file. We've got 4.5 roughly million people in the state who are eligible to vote out of the 5.9 that live here. And of the 4.5 that are eligible to vote, 3.3 actually did vote, but the file has 7.1, almost 7.2 million names in it. And all of those names, the only difference between the line entry for the name that's an eligible and ineligible is the word active or inactive. And you can flip that record to from inactive to active, and you can apply a, a, a vote to it, a ballot to it. And the system will say it's legal because the record's active, even though it's illegitimate, even though it's it could be a deceased person. And and then right after the election, make it inactive again to hide the track. We've also got un, uh, uh, unfinished business around the machines. In August, I called out the necessity for looking at the hard drives of these machines for Dominion and ENS and S specifically. And I don't care about the ballot data. The ballot data is extracted from with a thumb drive upon completion of the election process, but all the activity with the machine, who accessed it, from what IP address, when and where, and did they upload something or download something, it's all on the hard drive. And what is what, what do these machine makers wanna do right after the election? They wanna replace the images on these hard drives, which wipes out the log file data. So all the forensic data on these machines is gone before you have a chance to look at it. And I brought this to the attention of the special prosecutor for. Wisconsin's um, audit that was assigned by the speaker, and he didn't do anything about it ever. I mean, so you, you, do, do I think illegalities happened in November? Absolutely. And we've got the information and it justifies in my resolution why we can move to reclaim our ballots because what happened in November of 2020 in Wisconsin and not just Wisconsin was wrong. And that's how you, you address it from happening again. And all, all we would do is pull our 10 back. And so Biden would drop from 306 to 296. And that's what would happen. But we would send a message to Wisconsin saying, you're not going to cheat on our watch. And that's all I'm doing. I'm after process. I'm after truth. I'm not conspiracy. And I'm not nuts. This stuff happened and we got the data, but nobody wants to move on it. So I don't know what to tell you. So, so, they, so they don't want to move on it. And you have the actual factual proof. You have the proof. It's called proof. Yes, it's absolute yes, proof. Right. Evidence on top of evidence. And in fact, every day people keep peeling this onion and they get more information, more evidence. And then they say, well, now they're now they're switching here. So they move the goalposts. Right. So now yeah. we've got evidence on top of evidence. Well, now it's not so much about evidence. It's about the constitutionality of it, the judicial element of it. OK, uh, so, and now so you have proof that the election fraud is occurring. Now they're trying to move it to constitutionality because they don't want to talk about the evidence anymore. Correct. Right. So, yes, so I'm going to. I'm going to show you something because I think this is pertinent. This actually happened in um, in Richmond, Virginia. So 
And the reason why, Mr. Producer, I'm going to put this up here for you in a second. I'll give it to you. Um, what I'm about to show you is related to information we were able to collect. Let me make sure that I actually pushed out all the information related to the person. Make sure. Yes. While Joe's that. doing that, Tim, while Joe's doing that, Tim, what's the rationale that the GOP is giving for not wanting to let the public into these hearings Constant. so that the public can actually answer questions? Well, what's the rationale? They're not, for that? They're, not, they're not willing to have a hearing. So after the 25th, after the floor session on the 25th, when I presented the resolution and it was accepted as a privileged resolution and got a number and got assigned to a committee, the majority leader immediately thereafter said, it's unconstitutional, it's not gonna happen. And uh, what he's asking for is illegal. No one ever used the term illegal. So I challenged him, I sent a press release out and an open letter to the, to the majority leader. And I said, show me your proof, show me your evidence that you can make these claims and not do the right thing for the people. And he sends me back a copy of the ledge council memo that they got in, in second or third of November, which was regurgitated expression about something that basically addressed the election process as though it were all illegal and done right. And it wasn't done right. It wasn't done legal. And so the constitutional expert opinions I got encompassed everything. What should happen when it's legal, what didn't happen and why it's the right thing to do to reclaim the electors. They're ignoring my 71 slide PowerPoint that qualifies the language in the resolution. They're ignoring that the seven constitutional experts slash attorneys, they're ignoring everything and embracing the one thing because they just don't want to do it, period. It's, and I'll tell you something, I'll digress for a moment. This is one of the reasons why I decided to run for governor because I'm working in an environment that is unwilling to do the right thing of by and for the people. And somebody's got to stand up and do something about this. And I'm going to sacrifice my place in the assembly and go out on a, on a, a leap of faith for the people. Because I can't run for assembly. I'm done. I, I opened up the seat on Saturday, the 12th of February. I announced my, my candidacy for governor. The seat is open. Someone else is going to be in their next session. It won't be me. And if I don't get past the primary on August 9th and win this election in November of buying for the people, I get to stay home and play with my cat because I'm out. And that's the, that's the risk I took. That's the leap of faith I've taken because someone's got to do it. And everybody around me is sitting on their hands and doesn't want to do anything about it. And I, I don't, I don't see a forward path for me in this body anymore because of this, 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 I'll tell you, if you want to know the character of a person in a crisis, you find out where, where, where their head's at and you find out where their heart's at. And, and I, I'm, I, I like the people I work with, but in this particular case, I'm just beyond disappointed that they are unwilling to do something. And it comes down to fear, favoritism, and funding. They're all handcuffed because they allow themselves to be, and I don't. And so I get attacked by the media. I get attacked by leadership. I even get attacked by some of my members because I'm trying to do the right thing for the people, and uh, they don't. They don't lift a finger. So, so Tim... You're you. I want to I want to clarify for everyone that's watching. Hit the rumble button. Hit the share button. Share this. Share it. I'm tired of telling people to share. Yeah, we're we're reaching reaching lots of people. Be the advocate for truth and allow us to reach more people and stand up and have a voice. And by the way, I'm glad you have a cat, Tim. So I want to I, I want to say this. You have absolute proof. You don't have maybe proof. This is absolute proof. I've seen all of it. And it's not even debatable whether or not this is actually proof. It's not debatable. So now they move the goalposts and say, oh, we have to address the constitutionality. One of the things that somebody just said here that I think is interesting is the log files in Arizona were deleted. The log files in Colorado were deleted. The log files in uh, Antrim County were deleted, which, by the way, is like putting a mark on the drawing board and then erasing it because you can't so see that you were ever in there. And if, we, if you remember way back, uh, Chris York, who worked for Smartmatic, said he bragged about the fact that they would go in and be able to erase the logs and get out in elections dating back to 2008. So the reason why I bring that up, the reason why I'm bringing that up is that, go ahead and put it up, Mr. Producer, or Max, you see it. You want to put it up on your screen so we can be on the deal? Okay. No. So this information that we got, would you be surprised if, if I told you, number one, I was headed to Serbia, and I'm not going there now because they were able to provide me with a lot of this information without ever even going there uh, through... Uh, direct connections on the outside, what I call misdirection. This right here is the voter file for someone that they pro provided to me 
that had their identity stolen. Now they provided the information of a person that had their identity stolen. And so we were able to track it back to that particular individual in that particular area at that particular address in Virginia. Now, here's the interesting part about this. We were able to reach this person today. So this person never voted in the 2021 election. They were voted in the 2020 election, but they were approved for absentee early voting on 10-30-2021, and the ballot was issued on 10-30-2021, and the ballot was received on 10-30-2021. And an absentee early voting history for 2020 was approved, 10-9-2020. Ballot was issued 10-9 of 2020, and the ballot was received on 10-9 of 2020. Here's the problem. Take this down for a minute. Pretty good response time on that, huh? He doesn't live at that Same address. Dream. The identity information we were able to uncover tracked back to 25, 50 million Americans. Social Security number, date of birth, addresses, people that live in their households. Tim, this is real information. This information was given to the FBI because they said that they were going to try and use this information to affect elections back in 2009. The person that is a whistleblower in this deal has been trying to talk to, and there is a file open in the FBI related to this identity theft, which tracks back to the, the 2020 election. In 2019, they sent information all the way up the chain trying to get this in front of President Trump and was boxed out at every turn on the election fraud that happened in the 2020 election. And here is the interesting part about it. There is documented proof that the way the election was stolen in 2020 was exactly how he said it would be stolen back in 2019, before the election even happened. And now we're tracking back information, the data that was given to us, to the actual individuals and saying, did you vote? No, I did not vote. Do you live at this address? No, I don't live at this address. Do you live in this state? I did, but no, I don't. I mean, think about that. Think about what happened to your voter rolls in Wisconsin. Think about the fact that the FBI knew about this. They knew about it. There was a file open on this. How does that make you feel, Tim? Cautious. I don't understand how someone can steal the voice of the American people and be okay with it. I don't either. That's why I'm fighting this so hard. And it's the hill to die on. And I sacrificed my place to give it a shot because it matters to me that much. And I, I need to win because when I do, um, this is going to get real hot. We, we, you're, the information you have, I want to say it again for the, for, the, for the peanut guy, the guys in the far back, I want to say it for you. Tim, do you have irrefutable proof of election fraud in Wisconsin? Yes. Have they said there's irrefutable, have they come out and said that that's not real proof? No, they ignore that now. They're talking about whether it's constitutional or not. So we know that there's proof. Ladies and gentlemen, we already know there's proof. We know that there's proof in Maricopa County. We know there's proof in Wisconsin. We know that there's proof in Michigan. We know that there's proof in Georgia. We know there's proof in Texas. I go down the line over and over and over again. We know that Dominion is complicit. We know that Smartmatic's complicit. We know ESNS is complicit. We know they're all complicit. We know that they're complicit. And we know that the people that work in these organizations cycle through with each other. And then make useful idiots out of the rest of the people that work for those organizations so they can steal the voice of the American people. And Tim, you only asked for one thing. What did you ask for from, from uh, Steinecke? Well, the thing I've been after is truth. And the only thing I needed him to physically do is have a hearing with the constitutional attorneys to end the debate about constitutionality, and he won't do it. That's all you got to do. I'd love to see it happen because, and, you, know, you know, I believe they don't want it to happen because they already know it's true. Here's another thing I'll throw in. So over the course of time, as I poke this thing and ask the questions and present the data and answer questions, we're getting to a place now where they've been so far down the rat hole of, of uh, denial that they're afraid to admit that I'm right. So now it's a pride element that's crept into this, I think. They're afraid to say they were wrong. They're afraid to say I was right, especially now 
because I'm running for governor, holy smokes, uh, probably put me over the top and I'd win. And then their establishment pick wouldn't. So there's politics everywhere here. And there's an attempt to smear anyone who's trying to speak truth about this. And that's all I've ever done. I don't call people names. They call me names all the time. I never go with the name thing. I'm focused on facts and process mechanics. And I've got the evidence and I've got the proof and I'm justified to ask the question, let's reclaim our ballots. And they don't want to do it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how to explain that. I, I can't understand how they can go to bed at night. How can they go to church on Sundays? Perhaps they don't, but how can you look at yourself in the mirror knowing that you can control the outcome that affects our Republic and its future and not take an action? I, I, that's why I'm running for governor. I got to do something different here. This is crazy. Yeah. So, so listen, I want, I want to, people are asking you this. We're going to, we're going to let you go. We're going to get you back on so you can, we can walk through this proof again. I want people to understand that nobody is saying that it's not proof of election fraud. No one. No one is saying it's not proof. No one is, the, the fact checkers are done talking about what's real and not real. They're just now saying that it's not constitutional to go back and make a decision based on the fraud that happened in 2020. And I do believe that uh, Steinke says that what difference does it make? It's kind of like what Hillary Clinton said in 2012 with Benghazi. What difference does it make? So um, we're going to give you the last word because we have to. We have someone on the ground in Ukraine that we're going to bring in and talk about what's happening there. But I, I do want to know two things. One, how can people support you in the governor's race? So please give us that so we can we can uh, have people support you. And um, Number two, just giving you the final word on, on just driving a stake through the, the last part of this. Thank you very much for asking, and thank you for allowing me an opportunity to speak tonight. And thank you for changing the misspelling of my last name on the presentation. I, I um, just, yeah, sorry about that. Ram Thun, good call. Uh, www.ramthunforgovernor.com. There it is. And you got my name spelled right. Very good. Um, that just got turned up Saturday the 12th. There it is. Look at that. Little light. Let there be light coming from the back. It's Tim time. Um, that's a place where you can go. You can see videos. You can see videos about me and my, my priority issues. Election integrity is one of the nine I've listed. Everything's a priority for me. I will analyze and look into every issue that people bring to my desk to try to make a difference and raise the bar for Wisconsin. But go to that page. Check me out. And if you can assist me with some contributions, which I really am bad at asking for, um, I would appreciate it. And I'll tell you why. The Re Republican Party of Wisconsin requires you have at least $100,000 and 1,000 donors, or they won't recognize you as a viable candidate. So I've got, it's another condition to weed out everybody so they can load up the coffers for their, their establishment picks, right? So I've, I've got a little bit of a challenge and I'd really like to negate that excuse and remove it from consideration. So if I could get some help from the people and when I win and I don't spend all the money, I plan on giving it back. So if you can help me out to get over the, the initial uh, checklist items so that they can't ex exclude me for a technical bureaucratic BS reason, I'd appreciate the help. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Tim, God bless you. And uh, we'll be praying for you as well. We'll give you prayers. We'll donate. I will donate to your campaign. And uh, we'll have you on in the next week or so and talk to you more about what's happening in Wisconsin. I want you to keep pushing forward because you cannot stop. You must continue to be the voice of reason. And they're telling you that, hey, this is proof, but now it's it's not about the proof anymore. See, now it's they, they changed the goal, but it's not about the proof, right? So we'll be in your corner, yeah. and we'll give you more updates on what we figure out as well, find out as well. The, one, one other final comment, sir. The, the revelation I just got, too, that the deadline for this uh, meeting this requirement is March 15th. So I only got three weeks. I just announced last week I got three weeks to take the excuse away. So thank you for your time. Thank you in advance, everyone, for your help. Um, I will make a difference. Give me the chance and watch me go, and I'll take right. I'll take care of it. Thank God you. bless you, Tim. Thanks, thank Tim. Thank you, sir. Tim Ranthan. So we're going to have, yeah, Tim Ranthan. Really do appreciate it, Mom. We're going to have Todd Wood on in a second um, on the ground in Ukraine. But before he comes on, I want to do both the ad reads so we don't have to interrupt him in the middle of his reporting. This podcast is sponsored by Aramed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household. Should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital for medical reasons, it's not something we think about all the time, but it's expensive. 
anyone who's ever gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know that it can cost hundreds of dollars. Well, it gets a lot more expensive when you go by helicopter and your insurance isn't going to want to cover it. It can cost tens of thousands of dollars. It can bankrupt your family. Don't let that happen to you. Sign up with the Aramid Care Network. It starts at $85 for coverage for one year. That covers you, your spouse, your children, your entire household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus for listeners of this show, when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, you're going to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Going to read the other one. This podcast is also sponsored by IP Vanish. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, and advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media on your TV. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It really is that simple. So here is the deal for listeners of this show. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners. And that includes a 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's like getting nine months free when you sign up for a year. And as I said, you can get your money back if you don't like it within 30 days. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to claim your 70% savings. Again, that's ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get 70% off. All right. So we, we have Todd with us right now from Ukraine, live in re- Ukraine. It's, it's been a crazy whirlwind of a day. I mean, the, the, the information we were able to uncover related to election fraud, I did not have to get on an airplane tomorrow and fly to Serbia. Um, I will tell you that that's not the country I was going to fly into. I was going to fly in and then do a drive through. I now do not have to do that, um, uh, which is good. But the scary part is, um, the the scary part is, is that there's much more information to come out. And who do you take it to? Who do you take it to? So that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to people that, um, that we know are, that, that can get something done with it. And um, we now have a direct connection to someone I think we can trust inside the government. We'll see how that actually plays out. Yeah. But much like Tim, it's not about the truth, right? It's not about the proof. I mean, it said, hey, there's no proof. And so we, we provide the proof. Let's get some proof of what's really happening in Ukraine. Let's bring Todd on. Todd Wood. Todd, how you doing, brother? Welcome, Todd. I'm all good, Joe. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. It's good to Keeping see you. Keeping your head good down? Back on. I'm in Kiev. It's quiet here. So uh, it's calm. But uh, the fireworks are out east. What's it like with the media in the hotel? I, I, I imagine oh, it's, it's funny like a feeding because, frenzy. Well, the mainstream media is running around looking for a war. and uh, you know they, they just can't wait for it to happen. Uh, they, all their vans are lined up outside. They hang out in the bar at the hotel, and they uh, try to impress each other with their military aircraft ID as the, as the broadcast from Donbass is on the local TV above the bar. This is how... Uh, how in it they are, but they want a war and it's funny to watch. Hyperbolic bullshit, right? It's like sitting in a, yeah, a circle complete. with the bullies and wanting two people to fight in the middle. It's uh, it's pretty exactly. disgusting. And, and these people, many of them have never seen war, right? They, this just, is true. They, they like the idea of, of, you know, watching people kill each other and then get to be as you create a spectator sport out of it. Um, it's really yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I'm not in the U.S., but I understand... Millie and uh, Austin are all ginned up as well to send our men and women overseas to another ridiculous conflict. Kamala Harris, too. Kamala Harris yeah. put out some gibberish, Mr. Producer. I don't know if you can pull it up. I sent it in this morning. I, I, I listened to it 30 times. I don't know what, what the hell she was saying. She also said that Americans are going to feel pain from this war, which seems a little strange to be hearing from the vice president of the United States. He, that almost sounds like a threat. Um, it's, it's been really weird here. Um, but walk us through the developments of today, Todd, because in the last couple hours, yeah. we saw Vladimir Putin with his security council, whatever they call it over there, everyone getting up, giving their speech, say, we need to recognize these two breakaway provinces. Then we saw Putin agree to do that, have a signing session with representatives from these two 
provinces and now agreeing to send peacekeepers into this area, peacekeepers into this area and to build permanent military bases. What else are you hearing um, on the ground right now? Well, look, we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, th this is uh, Moscow's sphere of influence. Um, and, and people need to understand Moscow invaded Ukraine in 2014. Uh, it happened eight years ago under Joe Biden as vice president and Barack Obama. So they've controlled this area in Donbass, not with troops on the ground, but literally controlled the area. They use Russian passports. The population does. They, they use the Russian ruble. 70,000 of them, I think, have been moved into Russia now as they're trying to remove civilians from certain areas. So th this is Russian territory in all, you know, matter of fact. So now that they're moving troops in, it's a normal development. Uh, and it, there's a separation. People need to understand there's a difference between invading Western Ukraine, which is a nation of 40 million people uh, industrialized, which are robust defense capability, in, a, in addition to being backed up probably by U.S. or other forces, and, and conserving your gains in Donbass to the east. And this is what I think the Kremlin has decided to do. Uh, the Minsk agreements were signed in 2016. None of them have been, uh, you know, played out uh, on either side. This has been a, a dueling artillery battle for eight years. There's been 14,000 people killed. I mean, this has been an ongoing war, and the journalists here just realized it eight years later. So, you know, an artillery duel, a few people getting killed on the ground um, is nothing new, unfortunately. And I don't see this progressing much past that. I think this is basically Russia cementing their gains in this area and uh, doing what they can and before Biden gets kicked out of office. This is my take on it. I don't see an invasion of Western Ukraine. I don't think the Kremlin has the money or the military capability to do that effectively. Well, I mean, it's funny you said that it's been going on for the last eight years, but you said that the, mm -hmm. the media is the first that they've heard about it. I know that you're an expert on Ukraine. You've spent a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting about what you just said is, is that they've been doing this for the last eight years. And what I was trying yeah. to tell Max before was, listen, it's not what you're hearing about in the Western world as far as the journalism is not what's really happening in Ukraine, nor is it a, a proper indication of, you know, what the what the political structure or the temperature is in that area. Right. And True. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I've written about this before. This is where Russian civilization started. And Americans need to know this. Kiev and Rus was started in Kiev. And when the Mongols invaded, the princes moved up to Moscow and it became you know, another Russian civilization, but this is where it all started. So this is very sensitive to them. And it's like, it's like the Russians arming Texas. Think how we would feel. This is how they see things here. And they see this as their sphere of influence, whether you like it or not. I'm not a Putin supporter. I, I think he's repressed the people and, and repressed the press and, and has destroyed their economy. Uh, but, you know, he does have a point in NATO encroachment, which they did, they agreed not to do after the Budapest Accords when Ukraine, when the Soviet Union fell. But now we have NATO coming up to there near abroad, and he's, it's kind of a red line for Putin. We have and, these, and, we have these entangling <coughs> agreement because we have that where we promise not to get involved, but we also have mm -hmm. agreements with Ukraine that if they gave up their nuclear weapons in the nineties, we would ensure, mm -hmm. or at least promise to like help them out if they ever got invaded. So these are kind of competing entangling. And I think uh, that's why so many people look at this region as a potential flare up for god forbid a world war three because so many different parties have made so many different promises to so many different actors in the region that i mean if if murdering if, if gavrilla princep can can shoot the archduke and cause world war one it seems like it could definitely another world war could easily happen here if people get sucked into those entangled alliances well is the, it just the problem we have issue? now is the problem we have Sorry, now is the white house wants a war I mean, they want a war, to, and, and there's many reasons for this, uh, and I've outlined them in depth in some of our coverage. Uh, and by the way, we're doing 9 o'clock in the morning live updates uh, for the next few weeks here, and we may be going out to Donbass. But Biden is trying to uh, you know, defer attention from his economic performance, from the Pfizer data coming out, from the Durham investigation coming out, possibly giving China uh, you know, a, a reason or a, an opportunity to to take Taiwan. All of that is true. But also what's going on is that President Zelensky here has not done what the deep state has wanted and been so cooperative as his predecessor was and allow the Biden crime family to run rampant with American aid and the Soros network to 
essentially run operations against Trump. I mean, all that was started out of here. And so there's a lot of secrets buried here. And I think one of the issues my sources on the ground are telling me is that they want this president gone. So they're putting pressure on one hand, if, if Zelensky negotiates with the Russians, you know, there could be, we could, the, the U.S. or other deep state actors could instigate kind of nationalist protests against him and force him out of office. And the flip side is if he does nothing uh, against Russia, then, you know, Russia will take advantage of it. So that's, he's in a really bad situation right now. But I, I, there are a lot of agendas, you're right, and a lot of competing, um, you know, things that pe people are trying to do behind the scenes. Well, and, and it's funny that, that uh, we talk about Ukraine and some of the, some of the motives behind it, like why, why Ukraine, mm -hmm. why this place that's, yeah. you know, in the, in the, I would say the polar region, it's a beautiful region. I mean, it's a beautiful place, mm -hmm. but why yeah. would, why would it be such an important kind of um, strategic holding? It does hold about 5% of the world's lithium um, deposits. Mm -hmm. It is mineral rich. Um, they, they, they have, uh, uh, natural gas oil. I mean, you go down the line as far as some of the resources that they have available in the country, but lithium being probably the most prominent right now is, as far as, I mean, on, as far as commodities, it's at the highest. And I, and I'd hate to start bring it down to money, but Todd, do you think that this has anything to do with money? You think it has anything to do with natural resources and gaining control of those resources? Oh, I, I do. I mean, there's a lot of conflicting, you know, strands blending through this. You know, my new hashtag is the Hunter Games. I think a lot of this has to do with corruption. And yeah. uh, I think that, you know, siphoning money out of Ukraine, there's a lot of things we don't know still to this day, even after all the reporting we've done on, on the Biden crime family in this region. So, uh, you know, yes, I think it has a lot to do with money. It has to do with pipelines. It has to do with raw power, energy into Europe. You know, Ukraine has multiple pipelines going into Central, Southern, and Eastern or Western Europe. So it, it is a choke point. Um, the Nord Stream 2 coming online is kind of bypassing Ukraine because Russia was paying Ukraine about $3 billion a year in transit fees. So there's all of this uh, swirling around here, but there is a common sense way out of this. Um, and, and, and this doesn't need to be World War III, but the problem right now we have is that our, our government wants it in a they bad way. They absolutely want and the so, war. Yeah, yeah. There, there's too many things that swirl around Joe Biden and the election. We now, you know, mm -hmm. now they're not. We, we're just. We just had Tim Rantham, uh, Rantham on uh, the show just before you, and what he was talking about is that they have the proof. They know it's proof, but now they're like it's constitutionality of being able to go back and and undo what we right. already did in certifying the election. Um, and you know, it's a fascinating information that we were able to pick up out of Serbia and other areas that tie back to Ukraine on the election fraud and the identity theft mm -hmm. of 25 to 50 million Americans and how they're using that information in order to bloat the voter rolls so that they can basically steal the vote of the American people. Fascinating stuff oh, yeah. coming out, out of that area. And I know that you've actually talked about a lot of this before, but yeah, two years ago. Yeah. And, 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 and listen, we're, What's really interesting about what we're talking about right now is everything, the epicenter of that is Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. And a woman named Susan Rice. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, the, the Soros network and machine here that has captured the government in addition to the corruption in the U.S. national security and, and diplomatic corps in Ukraine is astounding. And so this is the, the thing they want to keep under wraps. And yes, all of the information operations that were practiced during the Maidan revolution here uh, were used against Trump and then all the way through the election. And yes, there are all kinds of uh, uh, you know, election fraud issues coming out of this region. I mean, the, 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 the head of Artem Sitnik, the head of the supposedly you know, anti-corruption unit in Ukraine, bragged on tape that he was helping Hillary Clinton. So, you know, he made up the black book list that, you know, Paul Manafort went down for, which supposedly came out of Ukraine, which was all fake. They got him on tax issues from 20 years ago or whatever it was. But it, it you know, the, the black book was, was a fake and, and created here to hurt Trump. What's the sentiment on the ground, whether it's U Ukrainians, Russians, uh, there's so much propaganda. Right. The, oh, mm -hmm. Ukraine mm -hmm. shelled an elementary school. Oh, Russia is doing this. I, I, like th there's so much propaganda trying to cut through it. Mm -hmm. I imagine that people in this region are can see through it pretty easily. 
Like, like I, I, I imagine yeah. that Russians aren't saying that these are actual peacekeepers. They understand that these are soldiers who were moved to the border. And if they do go in, which it seems like they're going to go in, they're not truly peacekeepers. They're not recognized as peacekeepers like internationally, right? It, this is just little air quotes well, around you know, it. What's the sentiment? Again, I mean, w- th- there's a difference between that and invading Western Ukraine. You know, Putin was going to do – this is an opportunity for him to do that because Biden is weak. So, you know, moving some tanks into an area he already controls, that doesn't, you know, you know, impress me that much. Or not impress, but it, it doesn't bother me that much compared to an invasion of West Ukraine, which would take a lot of money and assets that he doesn't really have. That may happen at some point, yeah. but I, I think a lot of these uh, incursions into Russia are made up by one side or the other. Uh, you know, I know the Ukrainian government doesn't want a war. Nobody's worried about a war here in Kiev. I mean, it, they may ramp up the... The, the, the concern if things get a lot worse uh, or tensions get higher. But, you know, people are not worried about the Russians coming into Kiev. That's just not – people are And partying. that's the other side. It's not, not an That's issue. the other side of the propaganda. It's like when you see Vitaly Klitschko out in the streets of Kiev, mm-hmm. like, like building barricades just in case – like, no, that's not going to be necessary, right? I mean, that's the other side of the propaganda for sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's just not happening. I mean, people are not worried about an invasion. Again, that may change. But uh, I know the Ukrainian military is probably on alert and, and you know, watching what's going on. But uh, the, the government and the people here are not afraid of a war in Kiev. If you listen to Zelensky at the Munich Security Conference the other day, he said, you know, first thing not he said was somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. You know, who is it? Because Biden. In Biden, stop, you know, stop your... Uh, you're ramping up the tensions because it's, it's just not true as to what you're saying. So again, I, I don't see this. I, I see this as a likely occurrence in Donbass. It's, you know, it is uh, going to give, unfortunately, some of the American, you know, military establishment, Western military establishment and NATO, a reason to move troops around, which could cause further tensions. But hopefully this is it. And it just sits like this for a while. Well, Max brought up that they were going to be building military bases in two states that they have basically mm-hmm. annexed, but mm-hmm. they were already in those areas. Russian proper troops were not. They were using mercenaries uh, right. and, you know, uh, basically bringing things in at night when nobody could see and supplies and all that kind of stuff. But it's been going on for, I mean, this, this area is dirt poor. They don't have the machinery and the, uh, and the industrial might to, to fight a war with the Ukrainian army. So they were definitely being supported by Russia for the last eight years. And, well, you know, Russians an adversary. I mean, I, I see them as a valid adversary, a worthy adversary or, uh, you know, somebody we should be concerned about. And, and they have the largest nuclear stockpile in the world. But I don't see them as an existential threat to the United States. And I definitely, definitely don't see the Ukrainian border as more important than our own southern border. So I don't think this is our fight. I think we need to just, you know, let the Europeans take care of it. I mean, NATO's right here. Why does the U.S. of A. have to move forces to combat this? Well, well you say that Russia is, a, is an adversary. You know, it's typically been um, the, the, the negative pressure of the casualties of war, especially given the type of mm-hmm. weapons that we hold globally, right? Most countries, mm-hmm. most you know, advanced countries have similar weaponry, similar ability to wreak destruction. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they mm-hmm. try to, they sign a court saying they want to keep that away from the civilian population. And that's typically been enough. But now you hear stuff coming from Biden that almost feels as if it doesn't matter if there's human casualties, which leads me down a pathway of what's the ultimate game? Like, what do they, what do you gain from creating this hot pressure in, in, with Russia? And Frankly, are they really are, are they really our enemy? Are they our enemy? I, I don't see Russia as an enemy. I, I use the word adversary. I think there are ways we could work with them. Right. Of China, for instance, you know, they are been forced into China's arms by the Obama and you know I call it the Biden administration, the third term, uh, with with sanction pressure, et cetera. And I don't see that is is necessary. I think Russia is probably actually worried about China. There's big tracts of land in Siberia where they've leased uh, this area to the Chinese and supposedly they're going to get it back. But, you know, most Russians will tell you that's not going to happen. And as the Russian population shrinks and as their economy, you know, is not growing uh, because of, you know, some of the restrictive policies they have. Yeah, well, the sanctions as well. Sure. Um, So that has forced them into China's hands. And unfortunately, 
But I, I see them possibly as if we can get a new government in the White House, and I think this is what Trump wanted to do, is really a long-term ally against China. Yeah, well, uh, I think if if we could re redevelop that relationship, you know, I think that uh, the the powers that be that want to create as much chaos as possible. There's obviously opportunity in chaos, but do you think mm -hmm. that as this plays out, do, do you think this has more to do with the fact that there are people that don't want Russia, the United States, they, they don't want us to get along because if we get along, we're liable to yep. create, you know, a, a better environment for both the people in the United States and the people in Russia. You think that there's a third party that's playing playing their hand here, oh, like a Soros? You think? Uh, I, I think that you know people don't understand. Rhetorical. We had American troops in Siberia, yeah, uh, fighting the Bolsheviks in nineteen in the early part of the twentieth century. So yeah. we were on Russia's side. They helped us. I believe it was during the the, the revolution at some, to some extent. So um, I think there is a natural alliance there over time against China. But what is bothering me is this government that we have, I think they want to destroy the United States in the long run, or at least as, as being a military power or a, a dominant power. And I think Biden is working for Beijing, frankly. It's yeah. why if he gets us in a big war and we spend another few trillion dollars, uh, that's a death knell for us. I think they know that. Oh, we, saw, Biden wants that. we saw Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham today says he wants to destroy Russia's petrochemical uh, petroleum industry, his oil and gas, their oil and gas industry which would devastate Insanity. the Russian economy. Um, they want more sanctions. They want sanctions against Putin himself. I mean, it's one thing to say that they're an adversary, but they could be friendly with us in certain things. That'll never happen if the people pulling the strings in our country are convinced that they, they need to be brought to their knees. On and both sides of the aisle, talking. Todd. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's what we saw of in course Germany that's what's happening. after yeah. World War One, right? I mean, they're, they're making the same mistakes. Like, what do you think happens if you destroy Russia's economy? Do you think you they kill become well, friends? To them, I don't think it's a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake for them. I think this is what they want. I mean, what has Biden done that has helped the United States? It's only done to help Beijing, in my opinion. Um, you know, people could disagree with that, but that, that's what I see is going on. All right, Todd, we, we, we realize that China is become, and I don't think it's the people of China. I want to be really careful because mm -hmm. I don't think any one population of people is actually the enemy to anyone else. Right, I just don't. No, it's the CCP, sure. Right, so you have you have leadership, yeah. weak leadership, typically got that, uh, weak leadership um, as well that on on both sides of the aisle, and in other countries that are kind of working together in order to kill the people, to actually hurt, yeah, create pain, oppression, on the people it's inside enslavement. their communities. It's enslavement. Yeah. And, we, and I've mm -hmm. talked a little bit about this, and I'll say it again, 52 cents on every dollar that you make in the United States goes to the government, which means you as a family with your wife make less money than a whole person would, would normally make. And yet it's at an all, you know, divorce is at an all-time high, you know, debt is at an all-time mm -hmm. high. They, they just don't see they're, they're running on the, on the hamster wheel, all while a vast majority of those funds, that's 52 cents on the dollar, go to foreign interests and don't protect mm -hmm. the interests of the American people. So... What do you think? Do you think we're headed towards a kinetic uh, war in our own country where we start to real? And, and, and this is a real question. This is not calling for violence. Not, I just mm -hmm. see it. I can see it. I can see the people seething and feeling like they've been enslaved, as you said, enslaved, not just here, but around the world where they know that people are, are colluding with each other, Republicans, Democrats colluding in order to hurt yeah. the people. Do you think we're headed towards a kinetic war? Internally. I think we're headed towards some kind of conflict. I hope it's not kinetic, kinetic. Uh, uh, but at some point, you don't have any other, res, you know, resort. So, uh, I, I think this next eight months is going to be pivotal. And this is what I worry about Ukraine. Also, is that Biden wants to pull a Trudeau and say we're in war with Ukraine, and I'm declaring an emergency, no election, blah blah blah. He knows he's going to lose the election massively, even if we have a, a fair amount of cheating. The, I think there's going to be such a massive wave that he can't overcome it and will lose power in Congress and then his agenda is dead. And then you could look at impeachment and a whole bunch of other things. So I think the next eight months are extremely dangerous. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know how, I mean, we, we're going into election year. We still have the same faulty mm -hmm. machines that we had before. I'm going to read an ad if I can, please. It's a, a pretty good ad that we have for one of our sponsors, mm -hmm. it's Liberty Cigars. Mash, we're gonna have to double this up or add in um, Interforce as well. But Liberty Cigar Company has assembled the first six presidents in one beautiful cigar uh, collection. These great men guided our nation admirably from the very beginning 
In a period known as the Early Republic, each cigar mirrors the personality of the one so honored. The set includes a George Washington, a John Adams, um, a Thomas Jefferson, a James Madison, a James Monroe, and a John Quincy Adams cigar. In honor, to, in honor of President's Day, the conservative daily audience receive a 17.76% discount on the Early Republic series. Originally priced at $89, use the Liberty, co- excuse me, use uh, coupon code Liberty at LibertyCigars.com. I've never seen a better presentation, Todd, than, than what Liberty Cigars has done with this. And it's, it's mm. absolutely outstanding. And the, the, I don't know if you like cigars. I love cigars. I'm a, a big cigar guy. Cigar yeah. is oh, absolutely yeah. just um, astonishing. And then, uh, yeah, so you can save 17.76% on the early Republic Series, usually priced at $89 if you use code LIBERTY at LibertyCigars.com. Um, I mean, we could go on for hours, Todd, because I think there's lots more. Well, it's to also, and it's also 2 a.m. where Todd is. It's 2 a.m. Yeah. where we are. We don't want to keep you up too late. <laughs> uh, imagine I, you I'm, not, I'm literally working 24-7 here. I got about 10 media hits, so it's not a big deal. Well, Todd, so. I was headed over there. <laughs> I was literally headed over there um, to gather information. That information was able to be gotten to me. And I want to just get your thought on what, um, and what I learned. You know, I've been working mm-hmm. on this for about two months, um, dating back to a, a group that identity theft being used, U.S. people, people in the U.S., their identities being stolen in Ukraine, in uh, Romania, in, and so someone that became a whistleblower told people about this, met with CIA, met with the FBI. Um, they, they tried to shut him up but then did nothing with the information, much like what they did with Hunter Biden's laptop. So we now have access to that information. We're able to validate that information. And here's the scary part. It aligns with everything that the election machines are doing. All the anomalies, this aligns with it. The ability to fill in the gaps, to preload systems, to bring the system down, bring it back up, add in voters that had not voted, right? We, we have the goods. We have the goods in Wisconsin. And, and I was headed there to get the information. Finally, it got it to me before I had to get there. But Todd, I don't know how you feel about that. And by the way, who do we take it to? Can't take it to the AG. Oh, I, uh, uh, I think this is the hill to die on, right? I mean, we have to solve this problem. No, no, no other way to move forward. So who do you take it to? Um, I don't know. They had it. They had the information. They had it all the way back in 2019. They had it. They started talking about this back in 2009. The whistleblower started talking about this in 2013. I mean, or had conversations with the federal government for a long period of time, telling them exactly what was going to happen. And the emails that we have that say, this is how they're going to steal it. And this is what you're going to be able to see. That was in 2019. That absolutely came true in 2020, November, 2020. But they're not just stealing elections in the United States or creating a formula where they can steal them across the globe. Oh yeah. Uh, well, They've been practicing in a bunch of other countries, you know. Mongolia. Yeah. Zimbabwe now. Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew. No, this is, this is something we have to solve. So uh, this is, uh, in my opinion, a time when you have to stand up and have perseverance and courage and uh, not give up and keep fighting. I mean, this is... Just, you know, I haven't begun to fight. Well, John Paul Jones, whatever. This is the exact same moment. We've been here before in the, in the, uh, the forests of Europe or wherever, jungles in Vietnam. I mean, this is what Americans do. So we will win the battle, in my opinion, but we have to find leaders to stand up and lead the people forward. Well, I'll give you the final thoughts before I read in our last deal. I want to have you back on. Um, maybe mm-hmm. we could just have you on in a few days and give us an update. Sure. Uh, you can ping sure. me at any time, and I, I will be more than happy to have you on so we can talk more about Ukraine. If you have any videos or sure. things you want to share with us, um, uh, where can people find you? I know you have CD Media. Where can they find you? I share a bunch of your stuff on my channels as well. Uh, thanks. Uh, CDM.press is the short code. We have multiple sites around the world. We have one on Eastern Europe called sarism.com, but Everything feeds into CD Media, cdm.press. So you can find everything there. You can find our 9 a.m. live streams uh, and, and a bunch of other. We're, we are building a new global media company that is not going to have 
all the spin that you see in this corporate media that is you know run by China. So there's so much opportunity right now. So yeah, more viewers would be fantastic. Thank you. All right, absolutely. We'll always support you. Obviously, I, I love speaking with you, Todd. We'll give you. I mean, I give you the last word and maybe uh, give everybody an idea of uh, just a wrap up of what's happening in Ukraine. And then uh, we'll talk mm -hmm. to you later on this week. Well, essentially, you've got uh, Putin moving into the occupied territories in the east. Uh, the question is, what will NATO and the White House do about it? Uh, hopefully, it will end there. Uh, he's taken his bite, but we'll see what the globalist forces are going to use this for uh, in order to hurt our own country. So that's what I'm worried about. But yes, cdm.press is the website, and we'd love comments we'll interact with you and uh, but if you want to know what's really going on on a day-to-day -day basis in ukraine we're probably the best source right now absolutely god bless you todd be safe all right man. thanks todd. cheers thanks so we got one more ad read i want to put in here yeah we have lots of people that want to become sponsors of conservative daily it's always good to have um but the the last sponsors one that we've had in this i think they have two weeks left or three weeks left in the in the uh, deal, I don't even think I have the ad. Oh, yes, I do. So our par partner, Enterforce, is giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F-450 Gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and 20000 in hard cold cash. Uh, conservative Daily listeners will get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made using the promo code CD21. You can also use CD10 to save 10%. Visit the site at enterforce.com. That's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. And you can use those codes, CD21 for an extra 1,000 entries, and CD10 for 10% off. Um, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter to win. A purchase or payment will not improve your chances of winning. We do have the Free Our People, as you can see it. If you're in the audio version, you can't see it. Uh, Free Our People t-shirts and sweatshirts. There's also some really great stuff there. Um, I wore my Let's Go Brandon sweatshirt out um, a couple days ago, and everybody's like, hey, love your sweatshirt. So the Let's Go Brandon is not done. They're not done because we do want to say F Joe Biden and the rest of these uh, radical leftists because they really have done um, a lot of bad things to the United States and to the people in this country. Um, super oppressive. But enterforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Use promo code, code CD10 for 10% off or CD21 for an extra 1,000 entries. Well, Max, it's a crazy day, huh? It is absolutely it is. a crazy there's, there's day. No, there's no good answers with Ukraine. Obviously, we don't want to send American men and women over there to die. That makes no sense. But we're also put in a very strange position of having previously promised to help Ukraine if Russia ever invaded them as a condition of them giving up their nuclear weapons, where if we don't do anything, no country will ever trust us again. Similar, similar to what happened in Afghanistan, when we cut and ran out of Afghanistan, what other country would ever possibly trust us to help them again? There's no good answers here, um, but no surprise, Joe Biden isn't making anything better. Well, and, and what do we do next? Right? I mean, what, what do we really do next? What's next, Max? I mean, I'm saying that seriously. What's next? Like, what's the next shoe to drop? We have Hillary Clinton that, that spied on a sitting president. Right? We have, we have information that, that is, it's no longer about whether or not it's true or not. We have, we have information on the voter rolls in Wisconsin. We have information on, on the machines in multiple states. Multiple states. We, we now have the formula. We have the actual algorithms of how they stole elections. Yeah. And they're running around saying we're election deniers. That's not what we are. We're not election deniers. We want the voice of the American people to be heard. That's it. We're, we don't even care who the president is. Just make sure that the person that is in that seat... Turn my gain down a little bit, would you, Mr. Producer? The, the person that's in that seat is elected by the voice of the people that we actually elected them. I mean, 52 cents on the dollar goes to, goes to they're, they're following, as we said this morning, the entire formula for making us a poor and weak country. Max, you have kids that are young. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, the, the fear, if I, if I had a child right now that was... And you have two under the age of five. Well, two. your son's draft age, so you have a different fear. I do have a different fear. That's a that's a different kind of fear. Um, no, no, this is uh, this is no country that any of us want our kids or grandkids to grow up in, and it gets worse every single day. It gets worse every single day, and now you hear them talking about 
causing pain on the American people, taking steps that they know will cause pain, sanctioning Russia's oil and gas sector, um, which they know will drive up the price at the pump, which is already sky high. They laugh because it, it doesn't matter to them. But the, because it's, it's they're, they're unaffected by it. They're unaffected by yeah. it. I mean, and this is the part that I have a problem with is that we keep letting these people make decisions that hurt us as Americans. They hurt our pocketbook. They hurt our families. They hurt our children. And, and then they let these, these murderous pigs back out on the street. I'm going to call them what they are, these evil people. And we're supposed to just take it. I don't want to take it anymore. You shouldn't want to take it either. And we should be want to stand up for the people in our country. And I just asked a hard question to Todd. And he's like, man, I hope we don't go kinetic. But you see more and more the people are waking up. Look what they're doing to people in, in, in Canada. Look what they're doing to people in New Zealand. Look what they're doing to people in yeah. Australia. Look what they're doing... I mean, guys, we're, we're in a global war for freedom, a global war for freedom. We have some of the weakest people out there that are running our countries. Weakest people out there. Weak. These people are weaker than rainwater. And yet we haven't done anything about it yet because we're the, we're the people of law and order. And I'm not just talking about Republicans. I'm talking about people in this country, Americans, people that actually stand for the values of this country. We're people of law and order, Republicans, Democrats, radical leftists. They can, I, I think you take them all, put them in a little circle with the rhinos of the same people, wings of the same bird. And we start standing up and saying, no, we've had enough. You've taken enough from us. Your pound of flesh is now on a pound of flesh. It's taking our children. We have to get to that place. Well, that's it. We're out of time, Max. We are. So if you like our podcast, we subs- what's that? No, I was just, just repeating you as you were getting... I don't like dead air, so I, I say things when you're fumbling with papers, so we don't have well, dead air. Uh, I was I got all my papers here from earlier. Um, we, there you go. We've, we've uh, yeah, they let me set up when I was here, when I got here. Um, so if you like our podcast, please subscribe to us at Rumble at Conservative Daily. We've got to get Max up on his followers on Telegram, so please sure. go to his Telegram and do go to Max J. McGuire. It's at Max J. McGuire, and let's get him up there. You can I post funny me. stuff. He does. He follows, I actually repost the stuff, or I steal it. One of the two. Uh, At Joe usually steal it. It's usually yeah. theft. That is not true. I'm a, I told you. I'm going to trade. I'm going to pull a Joe Vaughn. I'm going to uh, trademark you're, everything you're, I do. Yeah, you're killing me. Um, you can you can follow us live at conservative-daily.com. It's always a good place to go because um, you're just going straight to the site um, and bypassing that. You can also see us on Rumble, DLive, Twitch, um, Frank Speech, and Cloud Help. We're going to be getting on a couple more. Can't wait for Truth Social to drop so we can drop some of the. Um, other things that are out there and be able to say, yes, we're completely off of Facebook. We walked away from that just miserable place, miserable company. Um, if you want to see us uh, on the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. It's really important that you become an ambassador of truth. I keep telling you this. Hit the rumble button. Make it so people can actually see this show. Um, and then subscribe, too. Hit the little subscribe button. Um, if you need a reminder, when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and sign up for our text alert systems. Use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blast. And you don't miss any of the important projects we're working on right now. Um, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily. My name is Joe Oltman. Still Max McGuire. Remember the fight to take back the country. Not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. <laughs>